Hi, my name is Joe Jackson. I'm a journalist, author, interviewer, and broadcaster. More recently, in 2020, in fact, I became a podcaster. One reason I did so relates very much to the podcast you're about to hear, pretentious though this may sound. I love Carl Jung's quote. I feel it is the duty of one who goes his own way to inform society of what he finds on his journey of discovery. Not the criticism of individual contemporaries will decide the truth or falsities of these discoveries, but future generations. That's one of the reasons why between the years 2015 and 2018 I made for Ireland's RT Radio 1 a radio series called The Joe Jackson Tapes Revisited, having been commissioned to do so by its then head of radio, Tom McGuire. In it, I took a revisionist tilt on some of the roughly 1,400 interviews I'd done with musicians, artists, politicians, etc., over the previous 30 years. Happily, it was a highly successful series. However, a new regime in RTE took over the radio department and I fell out of favour with one particular power that be. One of the last shows I was due to broadcast was based on a famous or infamous 1996 interview I did with Eamon Dunphy. But that radio show was pulled at the last moment. That's why recently in this podcast series, the Joe Jackson Interviews podcast, I used part of that show in the podcast Eamon Dunphy Unleashed. And even though the original radio show included snippets of what you're about to hear, I would want to have been as high as the kite Dunphy still sometimes flies to think that much of what he said about RTE and their biggest stars could ever be broadcast on the station. But I'm liberated now. And I feel I must pass on to people the full exchange we had on this subject, minus two tiny cuts and a fade-out or three that might, if left in, give my enemies even more ammo. By the way, the first Dunphy podcast was titled after an e-book I published called Eamon Dunphy Unleashed. I've since withdrawn that publication and replaced it with the playfully titled Conversations with a Loudmouth, the Eamon Dunphy tapes. That was to be the title when the book was set to be published in 2003 by Townhouse Publishers here in Dublin. The new version, which was launched a day before this podcast, includes the full versions of the interviews that were published in two parts in an Irish magazine, but that somehow were missing, for example, a critique of you two. Let's leave that for another podcast. The book is available on Kindle, and it soon will be available in Barnes & Noble, in Apple bookstores, and so on. So, fasten your safety belt, and enjoy. Well, what about more recently, all the stuff that you've been actually banned, and people calling for it to be banned, is that after the Miriam Callaghan thing? Is that true, false, rumour? False. False. Well, I mean, I go on. Did anybody do... call for you to be kept off current affairs programmes and all that? No, I think the Tribune just made that up. Huh? I think the Tribune just made that up. Yeah. Because the, next, the, day, the, the day it was published, I was on a plane, actually, I met McGuinness, and we were sitting on a plane in London, and we, they gave us the three, the three Tribune, and he was coming back from a fat farm in LA, and he was in the window, I was there, and there was this business guy there, <laughs> Don't be banned. I said, that, that's 30 quid a year gone. I mean, the only... Yeah, that's, that's the end. Yeah, yeah. That's the end of everything, you know. And we burst out laughing. This guy was sitting next to us in one of these kind of suits from Fox Rock. And he said, yeah. And he la even he laughed. But... Uh, it's not true. No, I was actually... I, I had recorded a piece that morning for Jerry Barry. I do something for Jerry because he's a friend of mine. I like him. I respect him. And do this Sunday, that Sunday news. But you would get out of bed on a Sunday morning went to RT for 30 quid. Yeah, right. Uh, I don't know whether they banned me or not. I don't care. I mean, that's, you see, that's the other thing. Which have you been on since then? I've been on the radio current affairs. Have I? 
I can't remember. I'm, I'm sure it wasn't true. There was another lie. They did have a vote in the sports department, oh. and, and the vote in the sports department said, we've got to get him back. Get him back on. Yeah. Right. And the, the, I don't know why Fergie King did it, because I know Fergie worked with me before. I actually saw him the day after he wrote the piece, and they laughed. They had a vote, and he said in the piece they had a vote not to bring him back. I mean, that was, that was actually quite a stupid lie, because um, I knew about oh, that. There was a big lobbying job, because the lads wanted me back, like the editors and the, yeah. the guys. We, had, we used to have great fun in the studio. Right. Um, but I don't know. I think the was trying to sell copies. I mean, right. I just think that there's another repercussion for like the Frank Kenny and all that stuff. You never. There's enough people saying. I'd say there's a lot of people would. Um, yeah, well, I mean, effectively, there's a lot of people. Because you're taking on their key earners, you know. So a lot of other people. Vincent Brown sorted out Pat Kenny and that very good piece. You should. I urge you to read it yesterday about crime. It's right. an excellent piece. You know, he said about Kenny and that he got Kenny. Well, he mentioned Kenny, and yeah, you see, those guys, it's over for them. For who? For Pat Kenny and Gabriel. It's over. Why? It's yesterday. No one listens. No one. But they're still, you know, they're still suggested by the statistical survey recently that quickly over. came out to say, Joe, we're still the most popular people in Ireland because they're the only show in town, they're the only national radio, they're the only national television. Over. Matter of time, RTE will be dead station in five years time they'll have no listeners they won't be able to sell advertising because it'll go exactly like the press went and the tribune they won't be able to sell advertising to intelligent people who have the disposable income intelligent people now with no disposable income don't watch it kids don't watch it kids do not know who gay Byrne is they don't know who, who pat kenny is they don't know they don't know who Brian Farrell is. Well, they they think John Bowman is a plant. Yeah, but I think they would know who Dan Pat are, surely. They just about. The radio but the, the kids airwaves. don't listen to RTE radio. Right. Have you any vested interest in a forthcoming station? I have certainly program? have not, because most of the people that are bidding, including the Irish Times, I'm on the blacklist. All right, yeah. I know. Do you really believe their days as, uh, whatever, Kenny would burn with himself as a social... Uh, Burn, gay burn is should have stopped. He's gone through the same post achievement syndrome as Jack John. He should have stopped, could have given it up, gone with dignity. He's made a complete fool of himself with Annie Murphy, All with right. Jerry Adams, misconceived. See, since he stopped producing the television show himself, he was a brilliant right. producer. He's All a right. brilliant genius of a broadcaster. I have enormous respect for him in his most successful and uh, manifestation as a broadcaster, as a, as a light entertainment broadcaster. He was a genius. Okay. End of story. Right. He's now destroying everything. Every show he does, even including the state of the nation, even the great John Waters couldn't buy that one. Uh, and this thing about it, he's just gone. Sad, pathetic figure. You think it was moments like Annie Murphy and the other thing which crystallised to him in a dotage of some say that it's just he's lost it now? He's lost it, but those moments do crystallise it. Yet there was a, was one show last year that was actually quite extraordinary, The Priest. Oh, that's fucking astounding. Yeah, but I mean, in conception, I'd say he oh, produced right. that himself. The whole concept was brilliant. Yeah. Get them in, let them fight amongst well, themselves. That was the late show we all remember. Yeah, but, yeah but it was brilliant. It used to be. That's right. But it, 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 that, that's brilliant in conception. It was superb. Right. And it gave you an insight that you couldn't sure. get in any other way. Definitely. It was genius. Yeah. Genius broadcasting. Right. So he's still got the flash. He's still got the thing. But week on week, day on day, he's just thrashing around for an issue and a, 
everything, everyone on there is plugging a bad book, uh, and uh, it's no good. Why do you think Kenny doesn't work? Does he work with a... I think he's a, I think he's an excellent, I think he's an excellent radio, yeah, I think he's excellent, first class on radio, yeah, I think he is because I think he's um intelligent guy, I think he's, hungry mind, yeah, good mind, good, good absorber of the research, knows the issues, uh, great voice, great presentation, agile, got everything, very first class radio broadcaster, on television, on television, he looks like Alan Partridge, I mean, he, he just, he wants to be, you know, a genial, avuncular sort of TV host. And he's not. Wrong vehicle. Wrong man. Wrong, wrong medium. Yeah. And uh, he's killing himself. But they want to do it. You know? Why do they want? Why does Jerry Ryan want to go on television? Jerry Ryan's good on the radio. Or maybe not my thing, but he's good. And on television? Not good. Well, why do you think RTE, is RTE like juicing them till they die? Is no. Is killing them? Or does it really believe these are our power centres? No, RTE is trying to get their money's worth for the large contracts. They each have a gig that works, but they've got to get extra work out of them. All right. And the extra work, in Kenny's case, is the TV, and in Jerry Ryan's case, is very much the TV. All the executives in RTE know that Jerry Ryan's not good on television. They don't care. Right. They won't care until someone puts something on at 9.40 on a Tuesday night up against him. Okay, then. End of career. Right. So that's the way it's going to happen. <clears throat> and that's going to happen in the next... TV3 is going to come, uh, a national radio station is going to come, and they'll be obliterated very quickly. Is there anything on TV that does excite mm. you that you look forward to every week and have to watch? There's a load of things that we watch here for sheer amusement. All right. But they don't mean as amusement. No. We, we watch them here and we laugh and laugh and laugh and laugh. All right. Um... The, the, the just the black box is one of them. Um, Kenny on a Saturday night, we have uproar here. <laughs> I come on, we watch it and we'll see. And then questions answers, which is frequently sort of uh, mad. Um, we watch yeah. the news bulletins. The Don't watch the Angeles. Um, we watch the news bulletins actually. Um, this guy Michael Finnerty, you know the oh, guy who's yeah, yeah. like he's on when there's no there's no news for. For four months, <laughs> you know, you know, we're back to serious business. When Eamon, Eamon Lawler and Anne Doyle, I love Anne Doyle. I mean, I think she's great. This new Washington correspondent too, Ma- Mark Little. Yeah, he's first class. We watch Jerry Ryan sometimes. We used to watch what's her name? There was two, uh, Cynthia Numericu, oh, yeah, and the other one, right? Claire, Claire McKeown. And we, I was, I went on that. I did it. Right. I did oh, a Vincent did, on yeah. there one night. Yeah. I was talking, and I was sober. You know, I just in good form. But Claire McKeown was an awful idiot, and Cynthia Newark is Naked Ambition Three. She's a protege of own houses, All which right. has done her no favors. But it was obvious that she was the only one with talent. The other one was useless. So what did they do? They got rid of Cynthia and they gave the other one her own show. Did you ever see the food <laughs> show? The food <laughs> show with yeah. the guy. Well, fucking hell! Yeah, it's yeah. subsequently read in Phoenix that they hated each other. Yeah, I heard that. Yeah, I read that, yeah. But then it was the other guys who, he worked for the Tribune, the wine expert, Tom Dorley. Yeah. I discovered that he's got a PR company. All right. And I've got a terrible feeling that he does. But anyway, All right, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. We, we used to watch that now. We wouldn't miss it for its awfulness. All right. And she's a star now. She's getting, she's getting a bigger gig. So Claire? Yeah. Yeah. And there's another one now. She started off in the Jerry Ryan show. Ah, oh, fucking hell, I saw her. She was in fucking Florida for the month or with the World Cup 
All right, Janice. She'll be right. in a home, Joey. <laughs> for fucking, she'll be in a home for the bewildered. I read something. She is. She works in RTA. Yeah, it's a home. But let me tell you. Let me tell you. They have this fella. Brown had Brown's radio show sometimes sparkles. You know, he's only starting now. But he had Kevin Healy. Is that his name? Yeah. They're the person's man. Who Brown had him in ninety eight FM the other night. He says, No one's listening to Kevin, you know. And Kevin said, Oh, we got stars coming and what's the name of Donahue? Oh, so we got this brand old Donahue and she's catching on with young people. Well, she should be in a home for the bewildered. She's fucking useless. But they're trying to make her a star. I know they are. Joe Duffy. Yeah. yeah. Joe fucking Duffy. So Joe Duffy. Nothing. Joe. What what has he got? I mean, the, the, that's why it's like Eastern European radio and television. Aspects of it are. I mean, there's a program called the regional program now at seven o'clock. Oh yeah, the, the nationwide thing. Where they've revamped that old. There was a sixty show called Nationwide. Yeah. And your man sits there with the picture behind him. Yeah. I mean, he's a fucking dipstick. Be like, smoke. Around now, we'll go to the family. Yeah. And I said, can this be real? And then they have the AIB people of the year. Two hours of fucking prime time, fucking blowjob for AIB. Yeah. And as Brown pointed out in his piece, Crime Line is sponsored by, yes, the Hibernian Insurance Company, right. which has a vested interest yeah. in terrorizing people about crime <laughs> because they'll sell more fucking insurance policies. Yeah, but the, and the Brown says the whole tenor of the show is frenzied, get you worried. Like yeah. even the background music and the blah, blah, blah. Oh, that's blah, what blah. he was writing yesterday. That's great. That's good stuff. Ah, it's very, it's very yeah, good but all this is all to right. use rock and roll parlance going down. Yeah. And no one notices. All the TV yeah. critics are dead. They're all bought. And, but the country is mutching it. But the chattering classes. But the country. You asked my daughter the last time she watched the program on RTE. All right. Ask her who Pat Kenny is. She, she watched Dave Fanning, maybe, and it's rock and roll thing on Sunday. I doubt it. Right. Young, I know that, like, even say 30 something. I mean, I know the agencies have the figures. 30% of the people yeah. switch off when Joe Duffy comes on, you know that? Do they? Yeah. Now, is this this dubious kind of survey that was done that, that as accused gay and had it been finished that was really not a kind of representative? It was a thousand people or it was a group of people? Well, you know, that, that, figure, that figure was Brown's figure. It might be the same survey, yeah. an agency. Because they almost then disowned it the following Sunday. The Sunday Indo had to place an article saying, the figures we gave last week were representative of a particular agency's ideas on this. It was not a vox pop, it was right. a wide statistical survey. Okay. And that's why Byrne went bananas. I see. I believe he was fucking playing okay. chairs around RT the next day. Really, yeah. Because it gave a suggestion that people were polled, and it was a wide survey that right. said, you've lost 30%, and if it continues at this pace, in five years, you'll be yeah. to fucking zero. And, and that wasn't no, a properly sourced no, poll. No. Oh, well, then I, then you know I, what I mean? Well, I only got the vibe, yeah. I mean, I, I was delighted. Also, it's also statistically it's true that he's been losing, him and Kenny. But yeah. then that's because all other stations are now options. There mm. are other stations. And as you said, people aren't listening to the radio. People have Walkmans. People, you know, yeah, there's lots right. of other reasons the apart reasons from why, just yeah. being a linear yeah. gay and pad are finished and this sure. shows why. Yeah, I mean, I know. I, I think it's just that, that um, I think what will happen. I agree with you. Jerry that. Ryan will probably become the new thing. Because right. I think the younger women, the, the younger, uh, the owl ones of the future, who are gays plugged into now, right. I think Jerry might be plugged into. Is something he'll get the late show? No, I doubt it, because he's no good on television. Right. He's no personality, really, right. much. Um, yeah. But uh, he's not a bad, I kind of like Jerry Ryan somehow. I know he's a go boy, and I know he's a bit of a fine boy. But in a few times I've been in the shit, he's usually, and I don't know him at all. I'm not lying. 
Um, it's usually better than the so as I'm provocateur or what he says, oh, well, I he's not too bad, mate. I'll uh -huh. give him a da, 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 da. Whereas the other guys, some of the other guys would be jumping on it and playing it for all it's worth, you know. Right. So I don't know him. And like sometimes I in a taxi and I hear him and I know what he's trying to do. Right. He's trying to do existential radio. <laughs> he doesn't know it, but and it ain't working. But that's he's never been so insulted in his life. That's what he's trying to do. If I'm in on a Friday night, I watch the Late Late Show. Yeah, it's very Catholic tastes and that. Who do you think could handle it after him? Or do you think no. it should be dropped? I think it's over. Even as it stands. Do you think when he retires it should be dropped and not given to Pat, Jerry, Marion, who that survey suggested take over? No, it'll just it, you see, what they need is it it was a thing of its time. All newspapers, all television, all radio, all media has to be of its time. That show could never have got off the ground without that guy and those times. Yeah. So it's living on borrowed time. It has still got something, but not something that any discerning person would. I mean, they'd only watch it to laugh at it. It's laughable. I mean, they, they didn't, the, the Jerry Adams program then, you know, then you have the, the, the Annie Murphy thing was genuinely grotesque television, but it had its fascination. Yeah, because of his partisan position, because of his prejudice, because of his <clears throat> very obvious bias. Yeah. Uh, also because she was an interesting kind of piece of humanity, you know, Right. Tough ish, right. vulnerable ish, uh, therapied yeah. <laughs> American. Yeah, I mean, right. you gotta look at that. Post therapy. Post therapy, yeah. And, uh, Post modern. That's right, post therapy. <laughs> but I mean, she was a kind of interesting um, manifestation of womanhood. Yeah. And they're, they're, they're kind of human interest stories. And this is why it's always dangerous. You don't think he treated her as such? I think he didn't. I think he, he I think what he did try to do was to treat it as a human interest story and then nail his colours to a particular mast for his audience. That is always as in against her, of course. Yes, that's a that's a cheap shot. Yeah. He tried to have his cake and eat it. This is the thing about wanting to be popular. This is Kenny's craving. He craves it. Like he craves you can see him the unctuous thing on a telly, reaching out to people, love me, love me, love me. And want me and and, and respect me and... Because ah, I love you. Because I love you, baby. And, you know, that Pat Kenny isn't like that. Yeah. I mean, Pat Kenny's okay. I used to like Pat Kenny. You know, I really did. I was a really outstanding radio broadcaster. He had a great show. He was a good producer, Ronald Donahue. They were shit hot. They invented tabloid radio here. He used to do it at five o'clock. And uh, it's great. You know, do the story, right. boom, boom, boom. Right. Always on top of it. Then he wanted to be something else. And that's what happens. You, they, you get so far and someone says, well, why don't you do this? I'll give you more money. Then you, you start destroying yourself because you lose the thing you were good at. So if you're a good journalist, they say, why don't you be an editor? Or if you're a good broadcaster, they say, do you want to be director of programs or something? You know, in other words, stay what you are would be a good principle for those guys. Work the thing. But it's hard then because they get bored. They want to try yeah. something new. I understand yeah. it. Are you seeing now with Mortal Enemy of yours? Are all these no. people that you went for, like Frank Kenny? Well, Frank is Frank. Kenny. He's got a case, but it's not. We haven't had against you. Yeah, he, he sent a letter. Of, out, he's got no chance. Out of that, out of that particular article, the one where I yeah. said he was something in his sweater. Yeah, but that was to do with him ballywagging a young journalist. You know, the telly gave him a hard time, which is most uncanny, like you know. But he'd been in my 
mind for a long time. Right. Uh, because of his awful, desperate needs to be loved. And I felt that was silly and inappropriate. And it just, I think that's, I think he's a powerful guy. I mean, Pat Kenny's headed this and headed that. And Pat Kenny Productions. Pat Kenny is a corporation, baby. You know, so if you're a corporation, you should wear a sign around your neck. When I'm not being unctuous to you like this, I am a corporation. Now, let's see, who do we care? Let's, let's do a caring story with a baby from Vietnam. Well, some, uh, there's something wrong there. And there's a new development in broadcasting, in RTE, particularly on radio, but also on television, of exploitation of suffering. Oh, yeah, well, that's what... It's so serious. Because no, I heard he said to somebody, I've got a... I don't know who it was, the mother of somebody who'd been killed. I've got her upstairs. I think we're going to have a good show. Yeah. No tone of it was, almost, if I can get her crying. That's right. I know the girl who died on ecstasy. Yeah. Leah. Yeah, and I just... I kid, I just yeah. thought, oh, so this is where we're at now. That is the exploitation of suffering. That's where RTE radio and television has been going for a long time. And then it can be occasionally savage. I mean, I at the time of Emmett Stagg's problems, right. I was sort of in sick of bed that day with the flu and I listened to them all, all day. And I wrote a piece in defense of him in that week and attacking them. But I tried to get rid of Marion Finucane's show. He wouldn't take my call right. to stop it. Um, and then Joe Duffy got on the phone and shafted me because he had a media show immediately afterwards. And oh, that's right. I said, I'm yeah. sick in bed. He said, are you on something? Again, like... Oh, I heard that. I was just did you? It was a really unpleasant, a stupid thing to yeah. say. But that again, if you say anything that's, that offends against the prevailing orthodoxy in there, they accuse you of being drunk, mad. Because I'm wide open to those kind of chances. You know? Yeah. Because I'm so drunk that it's taken me an hour to... Two hours <laughs> to think that... Half that glass, you know? Yeah. And yeah. so that's the way the national public service broadcasting thing is going. We've got to hope that the commercial people who I know um, a lot of them I think they're extremely smart and I think that whether they're going to be smart and good or smart and greedy we don't know sure yeah. but uh, but you see it as a very healthy development absolutely it's vital right. otherwise we'd die we'd be living in nowhere I mean is that all we're going to have no we have no arts program except yeah. a facsimile of one with no sport hardly now they you know they they Commentary and sport is just banal and nothing. Um, news and current affairs, well, it's it's a literal laughing stock. Journalists yeah. laugh at RTE. They laugh at the current affairs. You can see Mayo Callum. She's got eight minutes to do an item. Hurry up, we've got to start. You know, and she's potentially very good. Like, she's very good. She's a very nice person. She's an excellent broadcaster. Uh, she's got no time. Sure, yeah. She rush, 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 you know. Yeah. And they're just going through the motions. They don't care. Yeah. And the, the, the those people have a lot to answer for, you know. And if, if the new people have enough confidence in TV3 and on the independent radio station, if they have enough confidence and understand the marketplace, uh, they will have incredible success immediately. Because it's not only are people switching off. People, right. I know people are hostile to those guys. The amount of real hostility. You say, what's wrong with Joe Duffy? I don't know. But I know an awful lot of people. I feel there is something. Yeah, he grates on he, right. his whole. They know he's not a real dub. Yeah, they know he doesn't so really obvious. care. Yeah. They know he's a boy on the make, and he ain't ever going to be anything other than that. Yeah. He's dead. He won't survive it though, because yeah. as soon as his opposition could be, he's the Ray Tracy, Ray Tracy of light entertainment. Okay, this is the part one. Okay, Joe. It was the first half hour. <laughs> Hi, Joe Jackson here again, and I hope you enjoyed that gentle exchange 
with Eamon Dunphy about RTE in 1996. As it transpired, I interviewed Eamon again in 2000 and we discussed some of the claims he made about the likes of Pat Kenny. But that too is best left for another podcast. And don't forget, if you want to read the book, it's available on Kindle at the moment and will be available elsewhere soon. Conversations with a Loudmouth, the Eamon Dunphy tapes.